1: Would you believe it?
0: This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
2: Coming up at 3.30, Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com. He'll join us to talk all things NFL. Also talk a lot of Eagles as he covers Eagles like a glove, but uh, we'll dip and dabble throughout the NFL. That'll be at 3.30. At 3.15, you'll hear DeMond. The DeMond Cotton exclusive is coming up with uh, a couple wrestlers. Uh, Carl Anderson. And Doc Gallows, Machine Gun, K-A, and the big, what, the big? The big LG. The big LG, all right. I know nothing about wrestling, so when it comes to wrestling, I let DeMond hold that down. So that'll come up about 3.15. He'll have that exclusive. He had that interview uh, that took place a little bit earlier today so look forward to hearing that uh, also tonight if you're looking for a hot spot Thursday night football my guy Clay Baker from the morning tailgate he's at Chickies and Pete's uh, we've been there every single Thursday night for the past couple of weeks I went there last uh, Thursday to check it out I plan on going by in there for a little while this afternoon to check it out as well uh, really good venue man really it's inside the Sahara Las Vegas 2535 South Las Vegas Boulevard you can't miss it uh, awesome awesome location and today is kind of really the official grand opening so There's going to be a little bit extra going on there. So if you stop by, check out Clay Baker. He's got some prizes, some Raider Nation Radio t-shirts, some koozies, some cups, all kind of good stuff. He's got uh, locked and loaded at Chickies and Pete's inside the Sahara Las Vegas. Make sure you check out Thursday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns, and the Denver Broncos. And so that leads me up to our NFL picks. We do them each and every week. DeMond, you didn't have a great week last week. You were okay. You do go 8-8. and Is that what you're... Eight and six. Oh, sorry. Eight and six.
3: Above five. Fourteen.
2: Fourteen total games. That's right. Eight and six. I went eleven and three. My overall record is sixty eight and twenty seven. And yours is fifty
3: eight and thirty seven. I'm gaining on you. No, you're not. I'm gaining. You're absolutely not. You're ten games behind. Ten games behind. A win here. A win there.
2: Well, pretty soon, because we're going to pick a lot that are the same. Pretty soon you're going to be in that position where you got to start picking just dumb games because you think, well, this will make me help me catch up. What do you think
3: I've been doing this whole time?
2: I hope that's not what you're doing, because if that's what you're doing the whole time, you're in trouble.
3: Some people go against the grain. <laughs>
2: some people don't have any grain, you know. Hey, <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and get way. into them though. Let's get let's get through these quick, fast, and hurry. I got some text messages on the Salmon Ash text line that I want to get to as well. Six nine one eight seven keyword R N R. Tonight, Thursday night football, the Cleveland Browns are hosting the Denver Broncos. Cleveland is really banged up. Denver's not really that good. I just don't think. They're very good and it's so funny so many people so many folks at raider nation were so upset because they were three and and0 denver was three and and0 and oh they don't even play anybody good and, that's, and we all kept saying who cares let them get their dubs it'll all work out in the wash now they've also gone on three game losing streak and nobody's talking about the broncos everyone's saying how bad they are it all washes out at, at the same it all works out in the wash at some point so with that being said denver at cleveland no Baker Mayfield. Who you got tonight, DeMond? You go first. I got the Cleveland Browns. All right. I got Denver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I'll say this. I got Cleveland, and it's very reluctant because I don't believe in Case Keenum. Nick Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt's out. I mean, they got a lot of guys banged up, but I, I, I just don't believe in Denver. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is that guy. I never thought he was that guy, and so... It's, it's hard for me to pick Denver in this game, so that's why I'm going with Cleveland. But I would not be shocked if I take an L in that one at all. Actually, I should take an L in that one. You should gain a game right there. As that's this is one of those Clearly what you're trying to do. I got to go for a win here. All right. Washington at Green Bay. The former team that was used to be the Redskins is playing the Packers in Green Bay. I got Green Bay.
3: I got Green Bay as well. All
2: right. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the road. Taking on DeMond's Tennessee Titans. This is
3: a 10 a.m. kickoff on Sunday. DeMond, I'll let you go first. Who you got? Kansas City's been looking a little shaky. Who knows if they can, you know, string together. The dynasty might be over, people were saying. You know, so I'm going with the Titans. I'm going with the Titans as well. King Henry showed me a
2: little something, something. Not that I ever doubted him, but he showed a lot. He showed a lot. You know, it's funny that the number two running back in the league right now is closer in yardage to the number 27th ranked running back in the league than he is the number one ranked running back in the league like that's how many yards separate derrick henry from number two that number two is closer to 27 than he is number one mvp
3: voters quit playing with that boy
2: there you go atlanta at miami who knows who the quarterback's gonna be this week atlanta they're not very good miami they're definitely
3: not very good i got the dolphins this, ah, oh man, just because I need to catch you, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Atlanta. All right. Just ATL. I need to catch you. All
2: right. Demond's going that route. I hate that for you, man. I hate that for you. This next game, I think you're going to ride with me on this one. The New York Jets are at the New England Patriots. Mac Jones looks pretty good. The Jets don't. I got the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> okay. Carolina, the Panthers, they're on a three-game losing streak. Going up against the New York Giants. They're not very good. I always go with the fighting Matt rules. I asked John McClain about the fighting Matt rules. I'm still picking the fighting Matt rules, Carolina taking the G men. All right, there you go. There's separation. Here's a good game for you. Cincinnati, the surprise team of the year so far, I think at the Baltimore Ravens, they're cooking with grease right now. 10 a.m. Kickoff Cincinnati at Baltimore divisional game. Where are you going? Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens as well. We'll skip the Raiders game. Detroit at the Rams. Detroit stinks, and the Rams are the Rams. Where are you going?
3: The Rams.
2: I got L.A. as well. Uh, Houston Texans, they're on the road in Arizona taking on a team in the Cardinals who have not lost a game yet. They're the last of the Mohicans when it comes to teams that haven't lost games. I got the Cardinals.
3: Yeah, because they surely ain't losing to Houston.
2: Well, and that'll be the one that they lose. That'll be the one that they lose. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's how the NFL is. But I got the Cardinals as well. Tampa Bay, they host the Chicago Bears. 125 kickoff on Sunday. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Where are you going? Tampa Bay. I got the Buccaneers as well. You're not gaining a whole lot of ground on me this I know, we're going. This, it's a
3: lot of chalk here. A lot well, of
2: talk. Hey, that's what happens. Indianapolis, the Colts. Carson Wentz looks a lot better than most people expected. In the Bay Area, taking on San Well, it's not really Santa Clara. Taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Y'all love to point that out. Hey, we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be I'll be Mr. Petty at times, man, and I'll be that petty dude A- this time. I by. can't let it go, man. They are Santa Clara all day. There ain't nothing to Santa Clara but Great America.
3: Alright, well I'm gonna go with the Niners. Matter of fact,
2: is. Great America, when I went to that that preseason game, that's actually the parking lot. I had no idea. I'd never been to that uh, that that Levi Stadium, I'd never been there. That's actually on the Great America parking lot. I was like, oh, that's where I used to go watch Hot Day South Bay. There's a little concerts back in the day. when you used to go okay, pick okay, up on girls. You. Thank
3: you for. for no, I know
2: you me. have no idea. Not a clue. I, so that's where I saw my girl, the Brad at for the very first time. That's when I that's when she loved me. And then I realized that she didn't love me, but it's OK.
3: Not the way you wanted her.
2: To no, 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 not at all. I got San Francisco in this one as well. And Monday Night Football. I'll be at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come by and check us out. I have a lot of prizes there. Be locked and loaded. My man Jess came by last week. He's always good to hang out with him. The New Orleans Saints at the Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson. Geno Smith is at the helm, but it's in Seattle. New Orleans at Seattle.
3: Woo, picks galore. But I'm gonna take Jameis to throw a little fewer than uh Geno.
2: I'm definitely going with uh with with Jameis. I'm not picking Seattle to win anything with Geno as a starting quarterback. They're gonna go over. They're gonna be just as bad as well even just even as bad as the Jaguars just over I know they got close last week against Pittsburgh but
3: But look who Pittsburgh's quarterback is
2: well I'm not gonna go there but I'll tell you right now Seattle ain't winning too much with Geno Smith which will obviously end up being the game that they go and just like blow them out and that and and Houston winning in Arizona will be the two that we come back on Monday so I didn't see that coming but that's (laughs) our picks right there oh wait hold on got to do the Raider game yeah the Raider game all right my bad Philadelphia, the Eagles visiting Allegiant Stadium, 105 kickoff. You can hear the game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Of course, the FM dial, you can hear it on comp. Philly at Las Vegas. Gone, Damon. I'll let you pick first. Raider Nation. You're going to ride with the Raiders and we're the going to two, game win, two, two, two game, game win streak, headed into their bye. Streak. All right. I Going got the Raiders. On the I got the Raiders as well. Last week I remember I waffled back and forth on the Bronco game. I, I didn't know. I'm glad. I'm so sure glad I made that decision to Man, pick up uh, pick the Raiders. I'm I didn't. Because yeah, you picked Denver. You sure thought. So now you're back on the right side of things. You're believing in the Raider nation. And look, this is a game that a lot of people pointed out to me, Q. The games that the Raiders are supposed to win, the games that it looks like, hey, this is gonna be a dub on paper, is the ones that you really gotta hold on tight because well, they find ways to to make it interesting or even lose in the case of the, the Chicago Bears game. You know, just happen to lose. So uh, there it is. That's our picks for the week. That's week seven. It is already week seven flying by. It's ridiculous, man. Slow down a little bit. Slow down. Let us enjoy it. Man, I'm telling you. Because then in the offseason, we'll be like, well, what happened? <laughs> Can't well, wait till football comes <laughs> back. If you're looking for a Thursday night spot, as I mentioned, Chickies of Pete's tonight, Clay Baker from the morning tailgate will be there locked and loaded inside the Sahara Checking out the game, Cleveland and the Denver Broncos. All kind of prizes he'll have. Make sure you hang out with them again. The official grand opening, Chickies and Peace. Really good, man. Last time I had some nachos that had steak on it. And then I had a pizza that had like Philly cheesesteak on it. Really good location. Really good food. I definitely encourage everyone to do it. I remember I told the wife, I'm just going to stop by real quick, make sure everything is good. She's like, all right, are you going to eat? If you're not gonna eat, then I'll uh, I'll make you some food. If you're gonna eat, then I, I I won't make you anything. I was like, oh no, no, I'm not gonna eat. I'm just gonna stay there for a second. Oh, I ate. Oh, I ate. Trust that. I ate that pizza with that steak on it. I ate those nachos. I even had some fries. Fries were like Cajun fries, man. They were awesome. I know I'm making you hungry. So I, I know
3: I'm getting real hungry. Yeah, well, well it's a good it's a great right place now. to eat.
2: Great place to eat. Great place to uh, hang out. My man uh, Reggie Ridge, Raider Reggie, he came by and hung out for a little while. So I encourage everyone to come out. Chickies and Pizza tonight. Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate will be there. 3.14 is the time when we come back. DeMond, the DeMond
3: Cotton exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Interviewing some wrestlers. Who's their names again? Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, the Good Brothers.
2: The Good Brothers are up next with DeMond on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio, 920. <laughs>
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness, Unnecessary roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
2: going to have to kick you, you know what,
0: today. Here's your boy, Q.
2: Coming up at 3.30, Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com. He'll join us to talk all things NFL, talk all things Eagles, as the Raiders prepare to play the Philadelphia Eagles Week 7, Allegiance Stadium 105 is the kickoff. Uh, coming up in just a couple seconds, you'll hear DeMond's exclusive interview with the good guys, but I did want to hit a couple. The good guys are good
3: boys. Good brothers. Good Close brothers. You, you, you're trying.
2: I'm trying. I knew they were good. <laughs> good at something. I uh, did want to hit the ass text line real quick. 69187 keyword R&R. Do appreciate all the feedback we get throughout the course of the show. Uh, got a text from Raider J in Sacramento. What's up, Q? What's up, DeMond? Raiders going to take names and play in motivated. All are on the same page and playing good football. Big game for Brian Edwards this week. Drop the mic. That's from Raider J in Sacramento. Uh, and then got this text from the mailman Raider. Q. We were talking about Great America when I was talking about uh, going to Santa Clara and the 49ers playing in Santa Clara in that Great America parking lot. The mailman raider said, Q, I I bet you took Carla and Crystal to Great America too." <laughs> ah, I love it, Carla and Crystal. Just a couple, a couple females from back in the day. Just throwing it out there and get me in trouble talking about Carla and Crystal here on the air. And uh, I never took Carla to Great America, but I did take her to Santa Cruz. <laughs> So there's that. But you were close, Mailman Raider. You were close. Now, without further ado, let's go on and get into the DeMond Classic. The DeMond Cotton. Classic or exclusive? What do you want to call it? Exclusive. Let's call it the exclusive. Here it is. Uh, DeMond with the Good Brothers.
3: I'm DeMond Cotton here on behalf of Unnecessary Roughness, and I am talking to the Impact Tag Team Champions Carl Anderson and Doc Gall- Gallows. Excuse me. How you guys feeling right now?
1: Oh, man, it is Bound for Glory Week here in Las Vegas. We're sitting with you live at Sam's Town. Sam's Town is where Bound for Glory takes place, and it's sold out. So the only way you can watch it is on pay-per-view or on Fight TV. We are doing TV here Sunday and Monday. There are just a few tickets left. It's definitely going to sell out. If you're in the Las Vegas area you want to see Impact Live, there's nothing like it. Grab those tickets now.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for sitting down with us. Samstown's a cool spot. it's the first time I've ever been here um, in this area
3: even it's, uh, it's pretty cool man. So you said first time being in this area, I know you've probably performed in Vegas before, but what is is there anything special about a Vegas crowd performing in Vegas or just being in Vegas for a good weekend?
0: Yeah, you know any chance to go to Las Vegas no matter what, it's always a good time and it' always puts it on a bigger it always puts the, the platform. On, it always puts the show on a bigger platform being in Las Vegas, you know, and especially this one. This is why Bound for Glory, like, it's so cool because it's the first time that Impact's been on the road since, uh, you know, since all this, all this pandemic started. Like, literally over a year being in Nashville, only in Nashville. So, it's going to be electric, man. It's going to be some real serious Impact fans live in Las Vegas. It's got a different feel to it, and uh, we're pumped up, man
3: yeah when you guys won those tag team titles at turning point from the north you wanted in an empty arena in nashville as you speak as you spoke up there so what does it feel to have some fans to see them get to see you do some work and defend those titles
0: yeah i think one of the one of the biggest downfalls of the pandemic and covid was that we didn't get to get our debut pop that we deserved
1: 100%. that's it yeah a hundred percent i mean those like
0: people felt it, and they popped it home. Yeah,
1: This is the entertainment capital of the world. We're damn good at entertaining, and that's exactly what we're here to do. So it, it has a great vibe to it. And a sold-out crowd, there's nothing like it. The first time for a sold-out impact crowd outside of that smaller studio in Nashville. So we're pumped. All the talent on the roster's pumped. The fans are pumped. You can feel it in the air. I was out walking around this morning. People were going nuts, recognizing us, too sweetening us. They're ready for it. The usual. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right, you guys, <clears throat> excuse me there. You guys, on your past, on the past Impact, you did like a movie review, a movie night with Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I've never seen Roadhouse. I'm a bit of a younger guy. I came out before I was born, but I feel like I know <laughs> the movie just off of just cultural references and all of, the, all of the cachet that's wrapped up in Roadhouse. Is it a good movie or a good bad movie? <laughs> no, so, no,
0: so no disrespect to the late, great Patrick Swayze. It's a phenomenal great bad
1: movie. It's badass movie night with the good brothers for a reason, okay? Roadhouse, you can't <laughs> stop watching it, it. Anytime you see a badass movie night with the good brothers, the, the movie choices are pretty fun because they're so dated. They're saying stuff and this movie came out whatever, 1984, or whatever came out right around the time I was born. So yeah, we'll date ourselves. There's no way you can get away with putting this stuff in current movies. It's insane. So we had a good time going back and watching the movie to prep for it. So it was a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun on Badass Movie Night with the Good it's really Brothers. A great, Looking forward to it's
0: time. a fun movie to watch. Sit yeah. down and watch it but yeah. and, and take it for what it is.
3: Yeah, more chemistry with um, Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze or Patrick Swayze and The Love Interest definitely with the love the interest.
1: love interest is where it's at I'm a, I'm a big sam Elliott guy but i mean she was a smoke show brother what was her name <laughs> kelly
0: something I was, I was in love with her as a kid
1: we all were just like our mothers were in love with patrick
0: swayze i said that when we were shooting it i was in love with sam elliot when he ran his hand his hand through his hair
3: all right guys here in vegas entertainment capital of the world we even have a raider game coming up this nice. sunday um, sports are going on, basketball, MLB playoffs. Are you guys watching anything?
0: So I grew up a, a huge Braves fan. Um, I got away from baseball just because I, with the traveling and stuff. I just I just stopped following. But I sat with my kids and watched the Braves in the Dodgers game the other night and I think the Dodgers won. Did they finally win or did the Braves come back? Basketball, I don't know. Yeah. It was like three it was like <laughs> I know the Braves were up two. The 2-0. Dodgers
3: finally got they gotta win. Okay. They so gotta win back.
0: They made it two one then? Yep. Okay. So that was it was fun to watch. It was just fun to sit and watch, man. I, I I hope that the, I like to say I hope the Braves do it, but I'm I'm kind of an LA Dodgers guy because I lived in Los Angeles for a couple time, for a couple years, and yeah, sports are just always fun. I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals guy, so uh, they're they're back on track, um, and I'm a LeBron James guy just because I'm a LeBron James guy. Still keeping those Ohio roots, even though? Just, I just, hey, LeBron, LeBron James is like my Michael Jordan, I guess, maybe. I, I, I just, I, I'll
3: follow LeBron wherever he goes. All right, so I'm going to take that. As you said, LeBron's the best ever. All right, cool. I don't think he is.
1: <laughs> He's up there, though. I'll give you a gallows factoid. I hate watching professional sports. I'm the wrong guy to ask. Wow. I only watch it with my son uh, as a bonding thing, and I do not pay attention. So. <laughs> he'll sit there with me, and he'll sit there with me while I watch well, it. Well, I'll have some cold beers, but my ADD starts kicking. I can watch wrestling and... I, don't, I yeah, no sports for me. <laughs> It'd be fun to go to a Raider game, hang out yeah. in the atmosphere, he to would, watch it.
0: He wouldn't watch the game. To watch
1: it, I would rather, I. never mind.
3: <laughs> Do anything else. So
1: anything. <laughs> My gotcha. God in heaven, it's like watching All right,
3: HR. back to wrestling. You guys are doing like the double duty, Impact, and AEW. What's that been like juggling both on the schedule, or is it any difference at all for you guys? Because you're so used to traveling from being in Japan for all those years.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, you know, we, we took three months off, uh, you know, in two thousand twenty when we just were sitting at home figuring out where we we're gonna go, what we we're gonna do. And after that it was like right back to the races. It was just just something that we're, you know, we're just we're used to being on the road. And it's uh it's just it's just part of our life. It's how we make a living and it's just what we do.
1: It's what we do, it's second nature to us. You know, you talk about the Forbidden Door Impact Wrestling AEW, we've also appeared for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we're out making appearances across the country. It's just in our blood. It, it wouldn't feel natural to just sit home and, uh, you know, watch pro sports. As <laughs> <How> much, <fun laughs> much fun as that is. for some. Yeah.
3: All right, you guys are considered one of the best tag teams in the world. Is there any tag team or is there any match that you guys have had in the past year that if people want to get the Good Brothers experience, go back and watch this match?
0: Man, I would say when we won the, t- when we won the titles from M- in Impact – the first time from the north i believe it was turning point Yep. i think think that would be a a good uh a good indication of things that that we can do and i I like the match we just had with uh um recently i believe it was i'm not sure when it was it was just recent against uh willie mack and rich swan yeah that was a fun match too yep i think that was something that was really cool i think i think swan hit me with a tajiri style cutter then i hit him with a cutter it was like fun it was just fun
1: and if you want to see the Good Brothers' full experience, I mean, you need to order Bound for Glory. Yeah. Uh, our tag team title match on a stacked card with a, with a heavy with a excuse me world title match. Uh, Josh Alexander taking on Christian Cage. We're going to showcase what Impact Wrestling truly is, and with a live, sold out
3: crowd, it's going to be everybody performing at their highest level. So you do not want to miss this paper. All right, you guys got a lot going on. You got you guys talking shop, right? The pod. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm the rookie talking to you guys because you guys have been doing this for years. (laughs) So you got any pointers for anybody when they want to talk the business on how to talk the business? Well, what you need to do is every
1: Sunday morning when a new talk in shop drops, wherever you listen to podcasts, you need to crack a beer, take off your pants, and listen to the hashtag worst (laughs) podcast ever. And when you haven't had your fill doing that, Every Tuesday, a brand new talking shop vlog drops. Ourselves, vlog right now. Rocky oh, Romero. Uh, we just started it; just got verified on YouTube. The first one dropped this past Tuesday. With new ones every single Tuesday, and they, they just follow us through our insane lives all over the country, all over the world. So uh, enjoy that stuff. See how you
0: see. That's exactly how talking shop's recorded. You
1: can't. Yeah. You can't
0: hate on that experience, right there. Like, editor, rate, subscribe, all that good shit. Isn't
1: our it? editor, uh, definitely
0: really gonna bleep that out. <laughs> our editor, our editor, our editor, Emilio. Said, Shout out, Emilio. He said, "Yo, AKA BDB." He said, "You guys need to use this mic." Blah blah blah. He got That's us all now, this nice you, stuff. We just use
3: iPhones. We man. use the iPhone. He goes, "I can't lie. That sounds pretty crispy. It sounds pretty crispy." That's it. All right, this is the professional stuff here with the guys talking shop, shooting the shooting the stuff. Shooting all right, the vlog, yeah, buddy. shooting the vlog. All right, guys, thank you for your time. This Sunday, any more plugs? Man, go plug away.
1: Man, I just you know, we've been doing media all morning and
3: I knew this card was
1: big. I knew it was historic, but but talking to these interviewers and having them go back down the card, you got Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James for the Impact, the woman's title, for the knockouts title. That's a historic match. Deanna has been on fire since she got to Impact Wrestling down in Mexico, everywhere she's gone. An opportunity for Mickey James to reclaim her state at the top of professional wrestling. Uh, the main event, like I said, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander taking on Christian Cage. Huge, huge story there. Uh, will Josh do it? Will he yeah. become the top guy? Will he step up to the mark? I think that he will. So you definitely want to tune in, Bound for Glory, live on pay-per-view or on the Fight app. Join us this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, special start time, BFG. So big man does best. He hits all the points.
3: <laughs> All right, guys, for me, Damon Khan. I've talked to the machine gun, Carl Anderson, the big LG, Doc Gallows. Thank you. This is Radio Nation Radio, 920. It's unnecessary roughness.
2: The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q,
3: of course, our team, kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience. To train your body and train your brain. Welcome back, Welcome back to
0: Unnecessary roughness.
2: Unnecessary roughness.
0: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
2: Joining us now on the phone lines to talk all things NFL. And we'll start off with the Philadelphia Eagles, this is my guy, Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports. You can find Cody on Twitter at Cody J Benjamin. And Cody, thank you so much for your time, my man. It's been a minute since we talked, but uh, the Raiders—they're hosting the Eagles. I know you got your finger on the pulse, well, of the NFL, but you also uh, have a good idea about the Eagles and what's going on with that team. And uh, they're sitting there with a two-and-four record. But I've been saying all week, I think they're better than their record is. It's just, you know, they just haven't been able to finish games. They've got a lot of some issues going on. But uh, what's what's been your overall assessment so far this season under Nick Saban of the two or yes, yeah, uh, two-and-four record that they have right now?
4: Yeah, Q. Thanks so much for having me on. I think this is the uh, the first time we've been together since you made the big move to Vegas. Maybe I think I so. Know. I think so. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, it's good to hear your voice. Anyway, I uh, no with the Eagles. I mean, it's it's been a mixed bag, and I think uh, big picture wise, I guess that's what I'm really focused on for the Eagles because they, you know, coming into this year, it was always going to be a long term, a building project for them. And so, while two and four, the record is probably about what most people expected at this point. Um, the process that's gotten them to two and four, uh, I, I'm not overly encouraged by it. Um, I think that there are there are some things to be to be excited about. I mean, I think Devonte Smith looks like a real wide receiver, a real young uh, starting wide receiver, which they haven't had for a while. Um, Jalen Hurts has shown some stuff. He certainly hasn't been dealt um, a great hand, and I think Nick Sirianni has has struggled a lot with with setting up an offense for him. I think just Um, you know, defensively, you've gotten some nice plays from Darius play some of the other guys, but, um, I I think the real question, I mean, besides the record, you know, this year wasn't ever as much about wins and losses as it was figuring out whether you have the right coach and quarterback for the future. And, you know, we're approaching the midway point of the season. I don't have a good answer for you on either. And I think, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's not really fair to ask him to look like a star, considering the circumstances and, you know, considering how young he is. But um, he's also, you know, it seems like he's also missing a lot of the little things. It seems as if Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are hurting each other more than helping each other right now. and So I think that's something that they need to figure out over the, the remainder of the season, uh, going into the offseason.
2: You know, and right now, Jalen Hurts is the leading rusher for the Eagles, and Miles Sanders is behind him. Uh, I, I think that Miles Sanders is, is a really good running back, but I don't think he's really getting the burn. I don't think he's getting the ball enough. Uh, what are your thoughts on why Jalen Hurts is, is leading the team? Is it because he's given up on the play too quick and just, well, I'm just going to tuck in and run, or is it a combination of, of what's going on around him?
4: Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's a mess all around. I think it's you can't really pinpoint one thing. I think you know are there games where Nick Sirianni should have established the run more? Absolutely. Are there games where you know giving Miles Sanders only seven or eight touches is fine? Yes, because I think you look at a game like you know when they they played Kansas City, you know they stayed actually pretty close with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for a while, and it was because they just kept passing the ball. I mean, you had to do that to stay with Tampa Bay. I don't think anyone thinks that the, the answer to being the Buccaneers who they played last Thursday was, um, you, you know, running against their front, which is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, at, on the flip side, when you've got a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who, you know, one of his best strengths as a player is using his legs. The Eagles have, have almost refused to cater their offense to that mobile style of play and it, it makes you think, you know, does, does this coaching staff believe in Jalen Hurts enough to cater the offense to him? Um, there's just a whole lot of mismatch uh, parts going on there. I think Miles Sanders, they're probably going to make a more considered effort to get him the ball more um, over these next few weeks. But, again, yeah, so many things. They, they just struggled so much with these little things, whether it's discipline, penalties, just execution on, on routine plays.
2: And, and, and looking at the defense, I know the defensive line, they have a good job. They do a good job of getting after the quarterback. Uh, you mentioned Darius Slay in the secondary. I think that the secondary is pretty, pretty solid. But, I mean, of course, they can always be exposed at times of time. But the weak link of that defense has got to be the linebacking core. Uh, how do they plan on trying to slow down Darren Waller or like a Kenyon Drake coming out of the backfield or even a Hunter Renfro who does a lot of work, you know, in the middle of the field? That linebacking core to me seems to be really suspect and weak right now, Cody.
4: It definitely is. I mean, if you're going to target one area, it would be that. Um, I think Tom Brady did an excellent job. You know, the the Buccaneers were their last opponent. And the Eagles, um, you know, the approach they had in that game was don't give up any big plays. Don't give up anything that goes above our heads, beyond our heads. And, And they succeeded in that regard, but what they did was leave the entire middle of the field open. And they were asking guys like Alex Singleton um you know TJ Edwards names that probably the casual NFL fan has never heard of they were asking these guys to you know kind of work the middle of the field where you know a team like the Raiders with Darren Waller I mean Darren Waller always is is on Derek Carr's radar but he will especially be that in this game you'd think um the Eagles the key to them defensively can they get home off the pass rush I mean can they make uh can they disrupt the pocket because It's kind of a do-or-die thing there. I mean, if they can get in the pocket, I know that's the case for a lot of teams, but especially with them, um, if Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett can't get home against Derek Carr, uh, I would expect to see a lot of balls going right over the middle to Darren Waller.
2: And the thing about it, Cody, is that they don't blitz very often. I think that they blitz the right. least in the NFL. The Raiders don't blitz a lot either. They always uh, try to get home. Gus Bradley tries to get them home with their front four, and they do a good job of that. But that's what the Eagles are going to do, right? They're going to attempt to get home with the front four.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with the Raiders, I mean, we've seen a lot of, of big plays from Derek Carr this year in terms of, you know, airing it out, letting guys like Henry Ruggs go over the top, um, to, to me, I mean, I think it's going to be a similar game plan from the Eagles uh, against the Raiders as it was against the Bucks. I mean, I think they're going to want to take away that big, you know, back-breaking play over the top. But in the process, they're going to leave a lot of the middle of the field open. They're going to let uh, Derek Carr dump it off to Darren Waller and then, you know, Kenyon Drake and whoever's there for him. Um, I think it's going to be the approach is, is bend but don't break. And, I mean, we see that from a lot of defenses, but when you don't blitz, almost ever, um, you know, it takes away some of that potential for a huge play. So, yeah, I think the pressure is really on the Eagles' pass rushers in this game.
2: You know, and Cody, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions that just have to do with the NFL in general, but I do have one more Eagle question, and that's as far as the offensive line goes. The, the Raiders' defensive line, Max Crosby and Gakwe, uh Hankins, guys like that, uh, uh, Quint, Quentin Jefferson, I mean, all these guys have been able to find ways to get home. Again, just trying to rush that front four. How has the offensive line been holding up as of late for the Eagles? How are they looking?
4: Yeah, it's actually done pretty well. I mean, when you consider how much turnover has happened there, um, you know, coming into the season, one of the big questions was can they stay healthy because they've had so many, um, you know, veteran guys that have played together. They've gone to Pro Bowls, but they've also been banged up, and they're getting older. Um, And so, you know, guys like Isaac Steymalu, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, they've all been out of the lineup. And so Lane Johnson now back at practice this week after a few weeks away. Um, even if he doesn't go, I, I still think their lineup, you know, Andre Dillard at left tackle, Jordan Milata at right tackle, if Lane Johnson isn't there, they've been solid. I mean, I, I think the Raiders have been have been feisty up front for sure and that could present some problems, but uh I mean if you can if you can flush Jalen Hurts out, um I, honestly, like even on the run, he hasn't been great as a passer. Um now he's picked up plenty of yards with his legs, right. but um, I, I do think the Raiders. Um, I mean, they, they certainly, they, they certainly should have the edge going into this game
2: talking right now with Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com on Twitter at Cody J. Benjamin and here with us on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio 920. Tonight, week seven gets started. Uh, The Broncos and the Browns, no Baker Mayfield. He's out. He's injured. His arm is banged up and uh, apparently he's going to have to have some kind of surgery and they're saying after the season but Cody, how long do you think, I know he's not playing tonight, but how long do you think he can deal with the issues that he's dealing with with that shoulder and it's not his, his throwing arm, of course, but still he's got some serious pain going on. How long do you think he can sustain that throughout the course of the season
4: well i'll tell you i think that baker mayfield probably thinks he can do it for the rest of the season and he may be right i mean he may will i know that he would go out there and and play with that the question is it's going to be kevin Stefanski's call in terms of is you know a 65 percent 80 percent whatever it is is an 80 percent healthy baker mayfield enough to get the job done because we saw you know, he was playing banged up. He landed really awkwardly on the shoulder again this past week. Um, But even before that, you know, there were some questions about his efficiency. And, you know, the Browns asked him to be kind of a, uh, you know, an efficient point guard for their offense. They're such a a balanced, um, they have such a balanced approach with the ground game. You know, they've got injuries there as well, especially, um, as well as along the offensive line. So, they really need a guy who, who can take care of the ball, who can make smart decisions, get rid of the ball quickly. I think that Case Keenum, now it's, it's a short week. It's against Denver, who struggled lately. Um, but, I, I mean, I think Case Keenum might be just a, I don't want to overstate it because I think Baker deserves the job when he's back, but I think Case Keenum can be a, a breath of, of fresh air in a, a little bit just in terms of um, simplifying the game plan. You've got so many injuries on that side of the ball. Simplify things. Just make the throws you need to do, and and, and get out with the win. I think that, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know how much Baker can give. Uh, if
2: he's not 100%. And Cody, before we wrap this up, I mentioned your uh, Twitter account, at Cody J. Benjamin. I encourage everyone to go check you out. Uh, Of course, CBSSports.com as well, but uh, I'm just looking at your Twitter account right now and uh, I got to get this, I got to get the inside scoop. I feel like we're breaking news here on Radio Nation Radio (laughs) 920. You just tweeted out, source says U.S. House of Representatives Oversight Committee is now looking into NFL's John Gruden email scandal and basically uh, the story is soon to come at CBSSports.com, but Break it down. What exactly is going on right now?
4: Yeah, so this is just as of this afternoon. Um, I spoke with somebody that is involved in, in you know, the events that are unfolding here, and basically, you know, we had the Washington Football Team investigation officially wrapped up over the summer. We had the John Gruden, Gruden resignation, which obviously Raider Nation is very familiar <laughs> with, right? Um, and and everyone's been been asking, you know, what about all these other emails? The six hundred fifty thousand emails. Um, that, you know, John Gruden was part of. But just as of this afternoon, um, the U.S. House of Representatives has an oversight committee, which is the main investigative committee of the House of Representatives. And they issued a letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell basically asking the NFL to turn over all documents, communications, reports, and findings from that Washington investigation. Um, And they've asked them to submit those by November 4th. Um, And so that's a very, you know, very quick turnaround, but they're basically saying, hey, we see this scandal. We are now looking into it. And so the people, whether it's from the NFL side or or wherever, the people that um, leaked the John Gruden emails, and again, we're not saying that those weren't insensitive in any way, but the people that leaked those, they may not have realized that uh, there was a a whole another waterfall yet to come because now we've got the government stepping in.
2: Wow. Wow. That's big time right there. That is, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Andrea Kramer uh, from a real, real sports on HBO. She, there was a tweet put out earlier yeah. in pro football talk and put something out about our pro football focus. One of the two we talked about, Uh they said that, that John Gruden mentioned that the truth will come out at some point. And like you said, everything he said was insensitive. Everything that came out was, was all bad. And, and he's, you know, getting what he's getting, but, Cody, it feels like there's a whole big uh, like snowstorm about to come.
4: Yeah, and and we'll see. You know what the NFL's response to this is, but the the fact that you've got a you know you've got Congress, you've got the government stepping in and saying we would like to see these documents. We would like to know how the NFL was involved in this investigation. Um, they specifically asked for uh, Roger Goodell to answer about Jeff Pash, an executive at the NFL office, his role in the washington investigation and so just the fact that they are requesting this publicly now um, it's putting pressure on the league to say uh, to to disclose this information that you know is obviously uh, could implicate other people.
2: There you go. That's a, that's a big one right there. If that's not a reason to go check out Cody on Twitter at Cody J Benjamin and check out CBS Sports dot com. I don't know what it is. So uh, Cody, great stuff as always, my man. Great timing as well. I definitely appreciate you, and uh, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for the warm welcome to Las Vegas, and, and we'll be talking yeah. soon.
4: No problem, Q. Thanks so much for having me on.
2: Absolutely appreciate you. There he goes. Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com. Is that not a way to, to drop the mic right there? Is that not a way to wrap up the show? What's that movie? I'm not a movie guy, but are you not entertained?
3: <laughs> Gladiator. There you go. You should ask him because also in his bio, he apparently loves movies. Oh, yeah. He's a big movie he, dude. Yeah, even wrote yeah. the book, I think about Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, it's in his Twitter bio.
2: When he was on the show, when I was still on with Scott doing Silver and Black Today, last year on this show, he was on and he talked in great detail about movies and writing a book about movies and going to the theater. And I was never a big movie guy. I mean, I ain't got a lie. I mean, you, everyone knows my get down, man. I mean, when I went to the movie theater back in the day, it was just to try to, you know, get close to a female. That's uh-huh. all that was. I mean, that's how it was. <laughs> it was always female. Hey, look, man, we spend our whole life trying to do whatever we can to get as close as we can to get to a female. That's that's what we do. We spend our whole life doing that. And even when you get old and married, you're still doing the same damn things just with your wife.
3: Just saying. Just saying. But back to movies. I was gonna ask him a question, but then you dropped like the, I was gonna ask him a movie question, but then I was like, "Well, you should have." No, but you dropped the Gruden show, and I was like, oh, this is way better." Oh yeah, this yeah, this is way better well, than. He, it
2: happened to tweet, and I don't know if he tweeted it or if it was like scheduled to tweet, but he happened to tweet it right while we were. I was about to wrap up, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh no, wait, hold on, I got to ask about this first, So
3: no, it was definitely like your ears perk up because you said, and I was like, "Well, let me go to a Twitter real quick. Right. Let me see what you're talking about." And then
2: I quote tweeted and said, "Hey, we're literally talking to Cody right now." That's great Man, timing right there. You
3: know what? I take back what I said, and like that's, that's how quick an opinion can change. Where I was like, oh, they're acting like John Gruden's going to burn down the NFL. Well, who knows now? Well now Congress mean, wants to get well, involved.
2: Well, I, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and I, I compared it to the Baylor situation, and it was going to be a slow drip process where you're going to get information, and information is going to be drip, drip, drip. And, that's, and that sucks. Everyone hates information like that, but that's exactly how it's going to come.
3: Who knows how high this might go up?
2: It's gonna it's 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 most likely gonna get pretty ugly. It's did gonna ever, it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. I don't
3: know if I said this before, but did you ever watch The Wire?
2: I watched a little bit of it. That was the one in Baltimore, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But one
3: of the old detectives, the grizzled detective, you know, it's like they're trying to catch the drug dealers, and he's like, You 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 follow the drugs, you'll get drug dealers. You follow the money, you don't know where you end up. It's a good point. And it's just one of those like, a good point. I don't know where this is gonna take us now.
2: That's a old famous line, too. That's that's real. That's real. And John, it's funny, we had John McClain on today. He always says Q it's always about the money. It's always about the money. No matter what uh, a player says when they're like holding out and oh I don't like the way that I'm being treated or like Trent Williams, when he was in in DC with the Mm -hmm. Washington football team was like, Oh, their medical team isn't good. It's always about the money. You can always go back to the money. Always 999.9% of the time. It's always about the money. Got a quick text here on the salmon ash text. line. got a lot of texts today. We do appreciate that. My guy, Kevin, I know it's early, but this game is more important than people realize and could define the season. Win this game. Go into the bye feeling good at 5-2. and two. Lose this game, and it's the same old Raiders. Kevin, and then he says, P.S., Kansas still sucks. I don't know why you taking a shot at me. Uh,
3: is that a shot at me? Yeah, I early because you year. didn't bow up to the <laughs> Kansas
2: City Chiefs fans, but you bowed up and you started talking trash
3: to Kansas fans. I just didn't want that smoke. But, anywho, I love how in football every game, if you want to make the case, can be the most important game of the season. Unless, unless See, but team. I, don't,
2: I don't subscribe to that. And I've argued with people. There's been no, so many what times when people say, and I've heard JT say this too. People have said, Oh, this game is a must win. And I'm like, no, it's not these games. I mean, if you have 10 games left on your schedule, this one game is not a must win because if you win it, what are you going to do? The rest of the season don't matter. No, it matters. I mean, I get, and what Kevin's saying, and to his point on this one, This is a defining moment in the season. This is what he means by this. This is a defining moment because if you do go into the bye week at five and two, you're feeling great. You take some time, you heal up. If you go into this with a loss and you're at four and three, then you're in your mind, you're thinking maybe we're not really that good. Then you start to doubt yourself. So this is a big game, in my opinion, especially knowing that you have a road trip coming out of the bye. You got to go to New York against the Giants. Let's be honest. It's a game that's very winnable. I'm not going to say that I'm not putting it as a dub already. It's the game that's very winnable. You can get on a nice little streak. You can go into the bye with a two-game win streak. Come out, get another (laughs) dub, and you're at three. You're sitting at six and two. And, of course, the conversation here on Raider Nation Radio, and mark it down right now, if the Raiders are six and two after week nine, after the Giants game, the next conversation from everyone, every swing and D that hits up the Sam and Ash text line, or anyone who calls on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200 will be... Are they going to have a late-season collapse? How is this different from what we've seen the last couple of years? That's what the conversation will be. Mark my words. As God is my witness, that'll be, that'll be the conversation if they're sitting at 6-2 following that Giants game. I promise you. If, if, man, I ain't even going to go there because last time I said something like that, I didn't go through with it, so I'm not going to even go there. But I'm telling you, that's going to be the conversation.
3: I just love because you're like, if they are 6-2, and two, then that next game it could be now this, we need this win to see if the team is for real. This is going to, be the, you know. this is going to be the it's game shame on me. that I, defines the season. I
2: don't even remember who they play after the Giants because I try not to look too far ahead. Oh, Isn't the, the Chiefs. Oh, no, Chiefs. they play Chiefs. Duh. <laughs> Huh, my bad yeah and then i mean <laughs> going going into that game I mean, that we beat
3: kansas city then this will be the game to see if we're legit a, contenders that is i mean that's conference. a
2: mid-november prime time game all eyes on them i can hear the conversation i'll tell you what my conversation will be right now you got the moment to prove to the league who see? you are i can tell you right now I, and this is what i'm gonna say then right now you have a chance to prove who you really are are you real are you for real? Is this a team that can make a run? Is Rich the? I can tell you the conversation right now. I can tell you the next three weeks' conversation. I ain't going to do it. you will save
3: that content for the air. That's why, I love, that's why I love football.
2: Right? You
3: can make the argument that every game is the most important game of the season.
2: Mailman Raider, uh, hit us up. Salmon and Ash text line, most important game will be week 17 versus the Chargers. See? I mean, it could be a game that the, the play, playoff implications. Exactly. But right now, there's no must-win games. I mean, let's just be honest with each other. There's no must-win games right now because you still have a handful of games. There's games you'd like to win, like this week. There's games you'd like to win, like the next time they play against the Giants. Those are games you want to win. Those aren't games you have to win. There's a difference between must-win and want-to-win. It's just kind of like priorities in life. There's certain things you must have, and there's other things you'd like to have. I'd like to have a Scarface house. I must have a place to live. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like It's a big difference. Big difference. I must need to wash my backside. I would like to have, you know, a big old shower and a fireplace in my room. I don't need it, but I would like to have it. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between must and want. Don't shower. You will get that must. (laughs) I'm through. (laughs) I'm done. Text Raider Nation. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Raider Nation got to show up this weekend and tune out the random Eagle fans. I'll be in attendance. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot. I'll tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of Eagle fans in attendance. And uh, I, I mentioned it at the Bears game. I mentioned it after the Bears game. The way to shut them up is for the team on the field to do their, handle their business and Raider Nation be loud and proud. I, and Raider Nation was, did their job. They were very loud in that Bears game. But the Bears were doing such good things, or the Raiders weren't doing such good things on the field, that made all those Bears fans get lathered up and fired up. And they were super loud. Um Got a text from Raider J from Sacramento. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking juice in the hood. I did see that movie. There's certain movies that I watched for some rando reason, and that was one of them. Make sure you join Clay Baker tonight, Chickies and Pete's Thursday night football. It's really the grand opening. It's inside the Sahara. I'm going to go by there, cruise by there in a few minutes to check it out, see how everything's shaking out. Need to go on by for Thursday night action. DeMond will be at the UNLV San Jose State game. Fired up. Fire it up. Kickoff at 8 o'clock. You can hear it on our sister station with the pregame beginning at 6.30 on ESPN Las Vegas. Steve Cofield and Chris Magnum Chapman will be on the pre-show. Starts at 6.30. What else we got going on? We got a lot going on. But uh, make sure you, you tune into what we got going on. Coming up next, Vinny Bonsignor doing it all the way live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. We'll have a hell of a show. Holding it down with Lakey Kennedy coming up 4 to 6 p.m. right here on the home of your Las Vegas Raiders, Raider Nation Radio 920. i holler.